0: Hey, what's up, Koku, how are you doing?
1: i um, pretty, pretty good. You know, been some heavy topics this week for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot and obviously the world is changing so rapidly, like mm-hmm. not only like climate change, but you know, we just seem to be entering kind of like a down period. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw that you had covered one of the more gruesome stories, um, so before we get into that, I'm Drew Brees, this is Unhinged, episode 12.
1: And I'm Coco Puff, here for Unhinged, episode 12.
0: All right, so tell me a little bit about Hollywood star who, right after recording a podcast, gets into a fatal crash, because this is a wild story.
1: Yeah. So, um, Anne Hayes, who I think a lot of people, um, if you aren't familiar with Anne Heche's career as much, you probably be more familiar in terms of like from a pop culture perspective, she was mm-hmm. dating Ellen for some time right, and right. it was a really high profile relationship. And she has a, um, a podcast, um, better together, uh, okay. with her friend, Heather. Okay. So, um, during this podcast and uh, to be fair, it's not entirely clear if she really did record that podcast that same day. It can only, mm. you know, we know that's when it was uploaded. So, gotcha. but it it certainly seems to align with the or to follow the timeline of, when, of what happened as far as the series okay. of events. Okay. So, um they pulled the podcast episode, but in the clip that I um I did put up, mm. I do have the audio from the um from the podcast um courtesy of TMZ, but oh, in the man. audio she was so wasted no decent person would have ever let her get behind the wheel like at all not not cooking. even she would have had to sleep it off she was saying in the audio she says she was drinking um vodka which was uh, provided by a sponsor of the show it seems and she said and she was joking about it but she was saying that they were chasing it with wine so they were like really really hammered
0: wow and i mean that that's the crazy thing about podcast culture too is that mm you know, you get the, like the sponsorship and this drink champs world, it's like, there's this incentive to be really wasted.
1: Kind of of really, yeah. Toasted and everything. And it's funny because like, I get that too. Like I get like, especially that way like with the press kits that come in, Mm. I get sent like a lot of like bottles of wine. I've had bottles of liquor. Like I get a lot of that stuff sent, but I always just think it's kind of interesting because it's like, they don't know a person's consumption habits right and like right, or what they're right. up against and no one's ever asked me like hey are you good with getting this thing right, you know? right right i've even had people try to send me delta eight and um and marijuana samples and it's just wow like, yeah yeah yeah
0: wow so what do you think about like how this has been covered because i just i'm noticing that um with Ann h maybe because of her reputation maybe because of who she is and who she's dated um I'm not seeing maybe the same tone of coverage as I was seeing with uh, the La Brea crash
1: yeah right? with, the windsor- with the yeah that's the, a, that's a, that, yeah that's an excellent point. Um, I think in this case, maybe people were um, a little more gracious uh, about it because it was a single car crash. I mean she mm. almost like if you look at the footage, like I said, she not only okay, there's two crashes. first she crashes into a garage in an apartment building and then she narrowly like misses someone and almost killed like ran somebody over um but it didn't happen um the house what people don't realize is that when she plowed into that house Mm -hmm. she went all the way through it the house is just not structurally sound we're not talking about like she just kind of made it into the living room and inched in a little bit she plowed through this home and this poor woman lost everything again she went through the home it wasn't just like she inched in you know it kind of crashed into the door or something or the window some of these crazier stories that we hear sometimes right. she plowed through the home her entire vehicle was in the home and it destroyed the structure completely and the women lost everything but the woman I mean and all these good Samaritans on the ground that were attempting to save her mm. um, they're so clearly traumatized and even when the woman spoke on it she was so so traumatized and so sad about um, and Hayes and, and wasn't even thinking about her belongings or even talking about anything of that sort. She just really, truly wanted her to be able to survive this and to get better. So there's a lot of, of that. But then there's also with this case, the toxicology report, unlike the case with um, Windsor Hills, Anne Hayes had cocaine and fentanyl in her system.
0: Right. So and so be- in the Windsor Hills case, what was and there alcohol was- in her
1: system? There was no alcohol in her system. However, the woman had been in 13 prior car crashes. So there's something hmm. going on with her, too. She's like that a dangerous she,
0: driver. Something,
1: maybe. yeah, like she should not be driving. So something hmm. else is going on. And I they have not yet, you know, told us what goes into that. Hmm. But in, in Anne Hayes' case, had she survived, she was definitely facing a DUI.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, she's, she. I mean, it was such a crazy and just horrendous level crash in terms of impact. You, mm-hmm. You're right, it's a miracle that no one else was hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is, I don't know, when, when I saw your reporting on it, what I was curious about was um, the theories about like how this crash unfolded and then like, you know, what, what exactly people are saying about the sort of nature of the crash.
1: Well, the way that it's being reported on a lot of the blogs is that they're wondering how she was able to just pop up. And right. what people don't understand is that, especially if you look, that's why I, I you know, unfortunately I had to include the, the footage of the car in the record right, so right. people could really, really understand the impact of what really took place. Mm. She was not, I guess what they thought is that she was in a body bag. What she really was, was in a protective sleeve because she was burned so severely. They were trying to protect her skin because she was going to need the necessary surgery to stay alive, so that's a very different thing. So when she popped up, it wasn't because she was dying or dead necessarily at that moment, she was being protected. So when she popped up out Mm. of shock, it would seem, and and actually with the adrenaline rushing with something like cocaine cocaine in your system, that's entirely possible. Um, It may have seemed just optically, if you don't really understand what was going on, that maybe she was being restrained in some kind of, you know, negative way or some kind of conspiracy was involved, but it was nothing like that. And um, I truly believe that, you know, they probably knew as soon as they had to sedate her, there was very likely a chance she was never going to come to because of all the, you know, it's very dangerous to sedate people anyway
0: yeah yeah that's true you have
1: to you know it's very dangerous so um you know especially if you're having a surgery like i've had minor like minor surgeries where they've asked if i wanted to go under and i've just told them no they asked if i wanted to go under to get a wisdom tooth pulled wow like, no like i mean why you know it's yeah just, yeah yeah you did you just don't know how you're going to react to any kind gonna, of anesthesia right you just don't know and some people just don't come out of it so um with all of those, you know, you've got the, the fentanyl, the cocaine, potentially the alcohol was involved here. Who really knows? Maybe she was hung over in addition to those things. And you know, alcohol is a depressant. Things like cocaine are uppers. I mean, who knows what kind of yeah. cocktail that, re- that really exactly, this loopy cocktail that was going on. And she's also um, admitted to having mental health episodes and issues where she's had... Um, admitted to even like dissociative um, disorders right. where she has, you know, uh, split basically personalities. Um, personalities. And, and mm-hmm. I don't want to use that in a derogatory way, because I know that that is not necessarily the language that we use in this, this day and time, but essentially gotcha. she, she had characters um, gotcha. or yeah, that were kind of existing with, within the same, um, the same mm-hmm. mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So, and this was something that she had dealt with because of abuse in her childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, she dealt with depression. She had been sexually abused by her father. I mean, it's just such a sad, sad story. And you see all these things that have happened to where she ended up, you know, the the highs and the lows, and you you can just kind of see that Um, you, you'd never know where this was gonna go, but it doesn't seem like it was ever going to be something that I was gonna I just wonder
0: how, how accountable can they hold the people who were around her? If that timeline is accurate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she was getting, you know, potentially loaded, before getting into her vehicle, I, I just wonder like in the legal system or just generally, like how accountable can we hold people who are around you? Cause I know no, no fan of mine is gonna let me leave a place. Never. Like clearly, cause I mean, the audio is like, this is slurred to the point of, you yeah. know, this person is not good. You know that they might pass out or lose consciousness or or have impaired judgment. And I just don't I wouldn't, understand. I wouldn't
1: even have uploaded that episode. Like first of all right. you're not you're, you're gonna lay down we're not gonna do this we're gonna do this another day and just lay right. down like I you know right. but I, I definitely would not have up- uploaded the episode because it just sends off the wrong message yeah. now in addition in addition to that there is a, a picture um, of her in her car just uh before the the crash where she mm-hmm. has some kind of you could see it within um her cup holder there's there's vodka there and it was pointed out that there was vodka in there so I mean, it, wow. it kind of again, it all kind of like matches up to the timeline that that must have been right after the podcast. God, yeah.
0: Do they still have the episode up?
1: No, they they took the episode down.
0: That's really that's mm-hmm. very indicting of them. Right. Like I, yes. I just feel like if you had the wherewithal after to say, mm-hmm. oh, this is a bad look, like, why couldn't you look out for your friend? And it definitely makes me feel like at least in that world that celebs like her might not have the kind of friends that they think they do
1: they definitely don't because i'll tell you what um to actually to to speak specifically to your point Mm -hmm. if you and i went to a bar today and let's say we get super 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 freaking wasted and you know just some local bar and Mm -hmm. then we go and get into a car accident that bar would be held accountable if that was yeah. So so that something should and could be done if things were if everybody in, in Hollywood wasn't like above the law, you know.
0: Right. Right. That's a mm-hmm. great that's a great point. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing more of this kind of I, I guess since the the Slauson and La Brea crash, the Windsor Hills crash, I feel like I'm seeing more of the crash coverage. Cause I even saw um, that one that took place in
1: Chicago. that was gruesome i could not even believe what we were looking at i could not believe that was run um like it was run with the same kind of just haphazard like you know just okay whatever like a fluff piece like you know like a happy birthday you know to the kids or something like that like it was really really disturbing so um but yeah i mean they ran it it was clear they showed three men getting run over and one Mm. person is now in critical condition but literally we watched three people lose their lives right in front of us. And it's just right there. It has not been removed. It has not been reported. It is not anything that, I mean, when I was questioning, and I wasn't questioning so much to necessarily um, bash any outlets. I was just more so just questioning the environment. Like, where yeah. are we at as a people yeah. where we can watch this type of coverage and expect it? like we expect to see it on such a mainstream level as opposed to having to do some kind of deep deep digging if you care to see something like that at all
0: yeah but it's like
1: i didn't have to go anywhere and i didn't have to go looking through any sort of dark channels it just reported
0: but that ends up on my feed so much that's one thing i noticed is that like um whether you're on like entertainment slash gossip blog or you have one of the general interest news sites those Mm -hmm. stuff those things will pop up on your feed and you know, it's like 50-50 whether there's going to be a content warning or not. And that's, that's the thing I find disturbing because even if I can stomach it, I wonder what it's like for those people who are even peripherally involved. Like if that's your friend you graduated from high school with, or if that's your cousin, like, that must be a crazy experience.
1: You recognize that block. You knew who was supposed to be there. They texted mm-hmm. you before. You haven't heard from them all morning. And you're right. just watching it unfold. Then you're hearing people say crazy things on social media. I mean, even kind of going back to the Ann Hayes thing, I was looking at the comments people were leaving on her son's mm-hmm. page about his mother. And, wow. and it was awful. It was so, so awful. It compelled me to leave my condolences. It was wow. like really that bad i'm like how can you attack this child like all he knows is who his mother was to him you know right right and i and i don't know you know why she was allowed to drive in that moment or why no one just forced those keys out of her hand you know and i don't know the extent um, of her addictions and and so forth and her drug abuse but um i do know that it is absolutely horrible Uh, and pathetic for adults to bully a child um, that has just lost their mother. That is just a type of hurt that people never get over.
0: They can't. And I, I also wonder like what these sites begin to say to us about like the value of life when mm-hmm. that's the way they cover it right because I, I actually don't think I think um like I've said here before I think there's going to be curiosity about it no matter what mm-hmm. right and we can we can feed into the curiosity or we could figure out like okay what were the stories behind these people what might have happened like what are some things that we can do to prevent this from happening especially when in the Ann Hayes case I feel like that was preventable, like just on a human decision-making level. I mean, obviously she was very, um, she was very much in the grips of drug abuse. We mm-hmm. we can see that, um, but her friends or any people she had in her community, her support network, should be able to stop that from happening, right? Like I think the other crashes felt like. I mean, that Chicago crash looked wild, though. That I can't was, really, I can't I understand think... how somebody's going so fast, doesn't I, see people in doesn't, the road? Yeah. I don't understand that. But I think with the N.H. case, there are enough stops within your personal network where people could have said, hey, this doesn't have to happen. You don't have to be driving right now.
1: I think with, with that, um, she probably had, I mean, this is all, of course, speculation, but maybe her addictions were such that this is kind of something that she always did. She does. And right. it's like she always, well, she always gets mm-hmm. home, you know, mm-hmm. don't recommend it, don't want her to do it, but mm-hmm. she always makes it back. Mm-hmm. So maybe that type of thing. But oh, when, you, when you listen to that audio, I mean, it's it's so ominous and dark because in the audio, she herself is saying like, she was just having a bad day and she felt funny about something. Uh, it's almost like she predicted she what could, was going no, to happen. She knew.
0: Yeah, she yeah, knew. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, okay, I'm very much um, interested in checking out more of this coverage. And I want to know where I can find it on the channel because I just want I want our our audience and our viewers to know like that this is the kind of information that they can share comments on so let me let me know how I can find it
1: yeah so our channel is um broken down into different parts right so we have the unhinged podcast where you can actually watch all the long form episodes then you have unhinged clips which are just those those bits and those clips that are they're long form clips in most cases um but maybe a little under 20 minutes or so on a specific subject if that's what you know you're looking for but for something like this with the Anne Heche, um information where you just just need just really quick information on what's going on these episodes are under the um, unhinged rundown okay. and that's just going to be just quick information what's going on what are the people saying you know what happened you know give me a little bit more insight into the topic and then that's just kind of kind of keeps you up to speed with what's happening.
0: Okay, excellent. I mean, that's that's great to know because I know sometimes we keep it light and we, we have the commentary, but that well, I was not going to even know about that story until you told me how it was going down and then I started to check it out and I saw what kind of great reporting you did on it. I was really grateful. Um, uh, there was another big story, at least in McDonald's world, um, where cold fries, cold fries seems to be the, the big
1: McDonald's thing. What's up with the cold fries at McDonald's?
0: I mean, first of all, McDonald's cold fries are criminal. Like there's no <laughs> bigger difference between the quality of a food by temperature that's so true. than that's McDonald's so true. fries hot, which is like, that's like top tier. That's like that McDonald's
1: like an amazing fries hot, yes. top tier. As yes. soon
0: as it gets even below like body temperature, they're <laughs> They're like plastic, chewable plastic. They're awful. It's um, just
1: not good. Oh, so yeah.
0: there's a guy who... I guess he called 911 cuz he got cold fries. Yes. But he was he ended up being wanted for murder and got arrested.
1: <laughs> but it was not only that. I mean, I guess like if you're wanted for murder, if you're the type of person that can justify murder, um and the type of person that can justify murder and call 911 something is wrong with you. Like yeah, even for cold but... fries, something was clearly very off about him. But what was particularly interesting about the clip um that was caught on the body cam was at when they caught him, he was just mm-hmm. screaming. Like, I mean, it yeah. just was like shrieking. It was yeah. just unusual. Like, what are you doing? All right, Mr. Sims, come over here. i have you sign this. I'm not under arrest
0: or anything. Emma. No, sir. I'm, just come over here. I'm gonna have you sign this real quick. I said, I'm not under arrest No, anymore. no, you're not.
1: Yeah, just come over here. I'm gonna have you sign this real quick. You have to sign it saying that you're not to come back to the property. So you'll fill this part out. Can I see it, sir? Yeah, can you come over here, man? No, I'm I'm afraid of y'all. sir. Why are I you afraid? Three years, sir. I'm afraid. Of All right, you, sir. I'm I'm gonna walk you I'm, through. I'm, Why are you I'm doing afraid. that? I know how to fill it out. Why are you sir? doing that? I know how to fill it. out. Am I All right? Ready? Yeah.
0: No, let's take a hit. Car,
1: car, car, car.
0: Six two Kennesaw, Call Cobb. Got him. Contact. Contact. Backside. Backside. Uh, taser the uh, point. Taser the uh, Put your hands out. Put your hands out. Uh, hands out. Uh, Do not move. Uh, Do not move. Uh, Give me contact. That's the felon mating call. He knew he was was going up. He knew he was going up. He wanted to let people know. I think, I don't know, man. First of all, the body image footage, the the body camera footage was like, it was goofy because one of the cops fell. Like as he's (laughs) he's trying to run him down. So it catches the fall, the full fall. And also like, is that just a condition of being uncoordinated where if you just speed up too fast, you fall? Because I've seen so many clips like that. There's so many
1: things like that. But I just think like a lot of police officers just really aren't in shape.
0: Yeah, they would never beat me in a foot race. Like I, <laughs> no, I, I, I challenge don't, yeah. any cop in a mile radius right now to beat me <laughs> in a foot race and they're not. Like there's, there's no way that's happening. And it's crazy because they come up to him in the clip and at first they're asking him to sign something like to sign
1: that's the part like, i didn't understand like, like i'm affidavit like
0: david or i don't like, know what, what it was
1: i was curious because what type of information did he give them to require that or that they started right. to be suspicious from the onset because right. what am i signing if i call i, I if i call the police and a
0: complaint it could be a complaint it could be like oh, one of so those like what? for paperwork if you if you if you're saying that maybe he's filing like uh like a larceny complaint like oh i i paid for something and i didn't get what i paid for kind of thing <laughs> i i don't know because i'm like what else would you be signing
1: and you know it might have even been how he made the phone call and what he sounded like on the phone mm-hmm. call because they probably yeah. were they probably were gonna give him like a 72 hour hold and right, right, him, right. you know in bellevue type thing so that's right, probably right. really what we were looking at um mm-hmm. if, you know because that just it just doesn't make sense so, you know, I
0: mean you know. well the first thing you do they pull up to the scene it's like uh if they ID him if they run plates immediately dude you have warrants like it's like yeah how do you <laughs> I don't understand what's the logic in calling the police when you have warrants and it's for murder right like that it's not like you're someone who could be walking around freely. It it makes me think that there's some kind of self sabotage thing going on where this guy. So. You know, he he knew he's caught, or or he wanted to be going back inside. I don't know, but um, the screams, the yelp, and the screams. That was I, weird. I, I feel like he was doing his his Black Lives Matter audition. I feel mm. like he. I feel like he knew this is the body cam era. And if, if I mm-hmm. get hurt in a certain way and a certain audience sees a certain part of this clip, maybe mm-hmm. I'll be looked upon sympathetically, even if I'm not the best person. Because those the, the screams seem disproportionate and, <laughs> and lengthier than what was happening with the taser. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: And they weren't, I mean, honestly, like in terms of cop footage, like in this instance, it didn't seem like the cop. This, this was not like an extremely aggressive it exchange. It, yeah, was it was pretty light. light. I mean, unfortunately, you know I mean? we have to talk like that now, but For it real. wasn't. And remember, I was talking earlier about seeing that footage of that woman who was with her, I guess, maybe her boyfriend or date or something. Yeah. And yeah. they were in a park after dark. hmm. And they were in a park after dark. The officer stops. I mean, I don't know any city that you can be in and just hang out in the park after dark. Yeah. Like, You You can't. can't. After dusk,
0: you cannot be. After dusk, you
1: just, right. And it's like, it's just a known thing. It's not anything anybody has to remind you of. It's just kind of the rules, right? And I mean, Parks after dark are creepy anyway. So why would you yes. want to be there? A lot it's of- like that Chris
0: Rock joke about ATMs. Uh, it's like, and nobody really taking cash out at 3 a.m. for a good reason. You no, know what I mean? Like, you, like if fun. you're in the park after uh, after a certain time, you ain't on the swings, G. You, you're you no. not, like, getting on the jungle gym. Like, there's, you, there's yeah. only shady things going on Th- in the park. Own, after exactly.
1: Sundown. You are doing something that you are not supposed to be doing. So this woman... Ends up, uh, well, so what happened is I guess the, the, the footage that she uploaded or that she was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the, the slant for the media was that you see this cop aggressing her and like throwing mm-hmm. her down. And it looks really awful. Like, is it really right. that serious just for like, you know, somebody being in the park after dark? But when you see the longer form video, um, the her male companion that she was with, he was, the, the officer is very clear. If mm-hmm. you guys do not sign the citation, you will be arrested. Arrested. Okay. Like, okay. he's just clear on it. Male companion, signs it right away. It's just like a ticket. It's it's not like, right, some, right. it's not, yeah, it's not anything that's going on your record. It's nothing like that. Right. So when he asked her if she wants to sign the citation, she's like, um, I need your, your badge number. And so he says his badge, yeah, exactly. She's just, just really like, you know, just very stern and very serious and very, you know, just confident, mm-hmm. like, I need your badge number. But the officer is not scared. I mean, he didn't do anything They're wrong. Right. He was actually very, very calm at this particular point. Um, he gives her the badge number. She asked for it several times, like, trying to, like, write it down or whatever, or take notes or whatever. you. No, just, act, you know, it was just a whole thing, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And she says she's not signed the citation. So he's, you know, is trying not to go there, but he's like, man, you're going to be arrested. Like, I'm just, you know, kind, he's kind of trying to do that. Mm. And then finally, he just has to aggress her and take her down. And wow. I guess uh, a lot of the questions are more like, you know, well, did he have to go that far? But then it's like, well, did she have to go that far either? Like, none right, right. of this would be in the news cycle. If she just signed the damn citation, you was doing something yeah. that you wasn't supposed to do.
0: Exactly. It's like, I mean, especially for such a minor thing, it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this story, this was like years ago, where there was an actress who in LA, she and her boyfriend were having sex in like a oh, wow. like a parking lot or like on the side mm-hmm. street of a, a major movie studio, a movie and television mm-hmm. studio. right? And the cops, so she was a black woman, she was having sex with her boyfriend in the car on basically like their lunch break, their mutual lunch break. And she, it was so out in the open that the people in the studio who had working hours during that day would see them. They would regularly see these two in their car having sex. So eventually someone called the cops on them, right? public indecency. So the actress gets caught, right? And the cops right. go up to her and that actress made it about like, police treatment this is in the wake of like mike brown has happened right. like all that stuff has taken place and so immediately she goes to oh they're treating me differently because i'm I, it also happened to be that i think this actress came from a family of actors too like it oh, wasn't okay. like she was just some regular person she was like right very entitled right and right, she, right. She, she was like uh you know, let's call her a working actress, but she she's not someone you would recognize very readily. Sure. Um, but definitely operating in the world. Why don't
1: they just go into one of the trailers or something like that? Like that's right. just crazy. Or
0: any any other place, but the. Public, or just right?
1: wait, yeah. After yeah, work. exactly. But then
0: made it about how those behaviors, yeah. I, and I I just feel like when folks do that, it it undermines really everything that yeah. that like these activists are are going out to to make visible. And I don't, I know that I'm, I'm never going to be in a place where I agree with policing standards.
1: Right, 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 right. But
0: I do feel like there are certain laws that help us in terms of like maintaining public decency. Maybe I'm biased because I come from a, a big city. But mm-hmm. like, you know, there's things that like, Annoy me what, when people don't do, and if they're cited for, if that's like a deterrent from doing it, if like I don't want right. to see you litter, right? Like, like I live here, I don't want to see you litter. I don't so want yeah, if you, a, if you get a citation for littering, it's like, yo, just take your citation, G. It do, it's not about like how, how the cops are treating you in that mm-hmm. that standpoint. It's about like, yo, how do you maintain your community and maintain respect for what's around you? And I feel like that part case is something like that. It's like, hey, everyone agrees that you shouldn't be in the park right it's like yeah that's it's just an agreement it's not about violence it's not about what what the cops are and what you are it's like you shouldn't be in the park so and, i'm gonna give you a citation
1: and it's interesting because her excuse was like well we're not from here so we didn't know and that was where i was just like everybody knows you just don't hang out in parks after dark so, where
0: they where do, do that at where they do it do yeah, exactly. where you could be in the parks at night
1: all I can say is, you know, to their credit, I mean, they weren't doing anything illicit. They were like hanging out outside the car. So like it wasn't sure. like they were, you know, they didn't look like they were dangerous people. If you could just tell that they weren't, you know, they weren't on anything crazy, but they right. just were where they weren't supposed to be. So I guess that's probably why she was so defensive about everything. But then the funny thing is, once he decided to arrest her, mm-hmm. she then says she finally agrees to sign the ticket. He's like, it's too late now. <laughs> Ha. We done went through all of this. you said, like, "No, girl. no, no,
0: psych." Okay, yeah, and it's on. like, nah,
1: you going to jail, Mama? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I, I I feel uh like the restaurant industry is in a bind right now post COVID, but luckily the rich are going to Applebee's for their meals. So Applebee's, oh gonna, so Cipriani's is is out.
1: It's and okay. Applebee's is in because I was wondering what rich was like, are we rich? Like, are we Cipriani's rich? Are we? No, are we no, I, about, no, ma'am. I am Ma- not. Maggi- is Magiano's a rich place?
0: <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't know what the rich is here.
0: Listen, 3 for 5s. That's how I do my brunch hour. That's how I do dinners. It's like $5 apps like I'm not rich. I don't I don't purport to be, but No,
1: not at all. I mean my my idea of going on having a good time, first of all, I, I whip out the app and I see what deal I can have like my my right, right. really like meal, premier meal is like going to Chili's. Really?
0: What's the yeah, chili like deal?
1: Chili has like they'll give you like free queso um sometimes okay. you get at a free appetizer but you rack up the points when you're there and oh, yeah, yeah like I, and i think yeah chili's is a damn good burger too
0: take me into this world cuz like we're here now and i'm like <laughs> like maybe what the rich are seeing is that there's there's t- 10 times more value in the applebee's chili's world than there is at Cipriani's.
1: Let me tell you something. Like they, first of all, everybody is competing to have you go into their their restaurant, right? Course, right? I, I have every app. I have them all. Wow. I even have Red Lobster, and I hate seafood.
0: Wow. But Red
1: Lobster has a very good Wagyu burger.
0: Wow. Yes. Wow, the so, secrets.
1: Yeah. There's, I'm just telling you, if you go on the app and you start racking up this point, so many things are free. I can go outside right now, and I can get free things from Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Red lobster, chilies, right? Now. Applebee's
0: like you, you oh, absolutely you know that I, you? is it because of your points accumulation? Like how does that work? A
1: points accumulation, staying within the text message groups. And yeah, I don't even really wow. care for Chipotle like that, but I'm always getting free stuff Wait, from your group chats. What is it? The, like, the only people that ever text me for the most part are for some reason champs, footlocker, locker, okay. chipotle and okay. doctors plastic surgery on in long island city is always seeing <laughs> if i want to get breast implants i promise you i can i'm going to put the i'm going to put the texts up so you guys can see them wow. literally like they send me some texts every once in a while like hey $2000 off procedure put it on installments like so it's like okay just kind of after pay you know world we're living in where you're putting your breast wow. implants on installments yeah so you
0: can get the 3 for 5 apps stop over at doctors get That's your correct. get your chest done Yep. right all in the same afternoon
1: all in the same afternoon and then take an Uber back home
0: and take it back home it's, it's, But it's, I have
1: I have Uber rewards as well because I have Uber right, Eats right. rewards Uber and I have, Eats. you see what I'm saying you right. gotta you gotta do it and I have doordash rewards wow yeah I, I think that you know the the levels of couponing and just making sure that you are in the mix as far as what that restaurant is doing and making each restaurant feel like you are their they're your favorite
0: right, right, right. there's
1: value to that as so long as have okay, an app, there's something in it for you.
0: So, are you saying that like okay, how long could you go on just like free meals and points off of your apps? Like, could you are we talking like a week here, like a month? Like how how I long could you go without paying like actual cash to to eat?
1: That's an amazing question. And um, okay, so for instance, like some of these points do expire, like Wendy's expires after a point, mm-hmm. and so does McDonald's, but uh quite literally i could probably go about maybe three weeks with wow. just simply eating free food from accumulated points because also with wow. chick-fil-a what they'll do is that a chick-fil-a operator will just say hey here's some free chicken minis thanks for coming by like so they'll just send you free gifts if you're yeah once you get hit i guess you hit a certain tier level Yo, you're, a hollywood, sub- silver, you're so. a hollywood insider so, you're a
0: hollywood insider i'm a
1: hollywood Listen, I know everything. I know about <laughs> the apps. Mm-hmm. I know about them. So, the,
0: so it's really what's crazy is like this kind of reminds me of when the celebrities got on OnlyFans because I feel <laughs> like they're just gonna like eat up that market share by going to Applebee's by going into apps. Like we shouldn't actually be putting them onto this.
1: I know they're good because yeah, the more they come, then they're probably gonna offer less, right? Because then they're gonna start retaining more and more. They'll see that yeah. yeah that's usually that's usually what happens everybody then they spoil it for everyone
0: well i mean we all know that the rich have it really hard right now so like we it's like we... No,
1: no more no more mortons, yeah. okay. <laughs> no more mortons.
0: <laughs> oh my god they closed down the sizzler and it's been a tragedy it's been hell ever since um, is,
1: has a great happy hour too so you can get half oh really? price apps yeah, yeah, you're yeah, actually hashtag-
0: you're actually yeah. Princess Applebee's.
1: Yes, I am the original Applebee. Um, you know, I have been Applebee for many many years. Um, you can go ahead and use the Applebee um, hashtag on Twitter, but also use the red apple and the bee next to them so that you know they know wow so they know they
0: they know you're connected that's like they know
1: yeah oh no um i used to talk to applebees on twitter all the time like hey boo how you doing they'd be like oh i'm fine yeah Mm -hmm."
0: (laughs) all right this next story uh because the rich have suffered enough um (laughs) is an important one so i guess a ceo after laying off a bunch of employees because you know we're heading into a recession Mm -hmm. um he posted a candid photo of himself (laughs) on linkedin uh, in, in tears, right? Like really like broken, like red face. Yeah. He
1: was like, he was out of it.
0: You know, it's like tears, just the blubbering. And I think in the post, cause you know, I, I don't know if, how much you're on LinkedIn and you, how you see people blog, they kind of blog there. You know, yeah, like...
1: like LinkedIn has I, I'm on there um, to an extent, but I noticed like how people LinkedIn versus how they Facebook versus how they Twitter. Right, Right. It's a right. very different type of language. Mm-hmm. And it's always just like, hi, guys, I just hired. 10 single mothers and now yeah, they're yeah. making six figures for the first time in their lives. And it's like yeah, yeah. 5,000 likes. It's like, get yeah. out of here. Like, shut up.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that no one, no one that. gets fired on LinkedIn without it becoming like an inspirational story. You know what right. I'm saying?
1: Like, exactly. It's
0: exactly. like, you know, I, I, I like, I was down and out like my six months <laughs> came and I realized that I couldn't do this anymore. So it's a, definitely like a place for spin. Um, yes. but I, I didn't think it would go this far. I just feel like with a CEO like this, because the LinkedIn CEOs that people like and even even on Twitter, the people like are the guys who uh, are saying, oh, I'm not going to take a salary so that everybody at my company could make a minimum 100K, right? Like six figures. Like that's kind of how you have to work the CEO angle on social media.
1: That's how it works. Yeah.
0: But this guy i feel like he wanted our sympathy for making a decision he didn't necessarily have to make like what what That's, do you think these people think
1: about are that? tone deaf and it's 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 mad making i think it's very self-centered and it's obnoxious and laying off anybody like think about it to be a ceo they always say like what most ceos or maybe not most but a good high number of them are, are sociopaths you
0: oh, know yeah. this
1: is a person that can lay off two thousand people and still come home, kiss their kids, and you know, sleep well at night, you know, and not yeah. even talk about it. Like it's not a big deal. You have yeah. it takes a certain kind of person.
0: Um, so I don't know if you've been in a TikTok interview lately because it seems like everyone has. Uh, it seems like <laughs> it seems like everyone's gotten in front of a TikTok mic recently.
1: Yeah, they're just like throwing them in people's faces. You know, you you have to avoid Union Square at this point.
0: Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> you have to avoid, you know what this reminds me of? In the 2010s, do you remember how YouTube became all girlfriends pranking boyfriends and boyfriends pranking yes. girlfriends? It was like, and then it was like me and my girlfriend broke up, and like that was like the YouTube storyline of every channel. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah,
1: people, yeah, yeah.
0: The TikTok generation of version of this is, is fake interviews on the street. And mm-hmm. I cannot say how much more irritated I could be than this trend.
1: Okay, do you remember? Um, not too long ago, maybe about not even a month ago, there's a guy that went super viral because he was just talking about some wild, like, sexual stuff that he does, where he was talking about like filleting himself and like all these things. Do you think that guy was telling the truth, or do you think he was just
0: all of his fake? All like. I'm- <laughs> First of all, there was the woman who had the threesome with the guy and his mom. With the guy and his mother, right? There was <laughs> and she the... was like,
1: "Do that, do that thing you be doing."
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Nah, man, that don't do that, do that
1: thing, Mama." Like, like really?
0: <laughs> yo, I feel like that should be illegal. Yo, like I feel like that should really be <laughs> illegal to put videos like that on social media, pr- pretending that they're true. Like, or there should be some sort of disclaimer. That it's, that it's like, this is fake. Like, this is this is a performance. Because not only is it explicit and just like, it's a grab with the the, the sensational shit, right? Like, it's yeah. just such a grab. But I think that the culture then becomes everybody trying to one-up each other on these yeah. fake videos. And everything I'm seeing now is like, I've seen, the, the one that I saw today was... Uh, the guy and he goes up to the two uh, young women and he says oh tell her something that you never told her before in your friendship and she goes mm-hmm. um, oh I stole your earrings in the sixth grade and then the girl who's there with her replies oh well I fucked your boyfriend two years ago and um, then they sort of usher off the camera guy like oh no we need to talk and what's crazy is that I've seen that exact bit
1: oh my god now they're recycling
0: the bit. yeah so it's like the same thing with the pranks it's like someone sees okay this works and then they go and recreate it and i think because that format like man on the street it it makes people suspend their disbelief they they're they're just like oh yeah well they're talking to strangers because they have a mic and they're standing like this and then these people are dressed and they're standing in this position so people just believe it and I feel like all of them are fake like, at this point. But people are like, every day, it seems like one of these clips is getting
1: shared. But you know what, I think it, it and this might be why we're d- doing the fake videos, because a lot of the videos that ended up being real were just a little too real. Like, remember when the dude would like, go through like neighborhoods like Brownsville and like pull up yeah. like, people's pants? Yes, like,
0: yes, what yes, yes. What's wrong with
1: anybody doing that in Brownsville? Yeah. Like, that you was, are bugging.
0: That was wild. And then the
1: clip wild. we were talking about the other day would do like, um foul dude well you know he was yeah, yeah like really like the dude yes. was a strong defender mm-hmm. but he takes the ball and puts it in the dude's face right back in his face like that's not that's not real life like that yeah, yeah. that just can't happen so then when the dude of course you know we saw what happened with that mm-hmm. but uh, it's just stuff like that once you see where that could have escalated I mean it's just these people are probably like well let's just go ahead and just hire you know actors and just do some stupid of stuff. Of course. And, yeah. Of course.
0: That's why that's I like look on on unhinged you're going to get the real. We're going to give you the real no matter what. We might disagree. We might see a clip that is unpleasant or out of context and put it into context because I think right. that's what happens is like social media erases context
1: from things. Absolutely. That's correct.
0: And then and then expects you to make this like gut judgment Based on what you see in a thirty to forty-five second clip, and I feel like that's just so dangerous for people's like media literacy, dangerous for their yeah. like critical thinking and decision making. And these platforms don't care because, of course, it's going to get engagement. It's designed to do that. Don't yeah. Don't care
1: either. No. You know definitely.
0: what I mean? It's so wild. So I saw this clip from a podcast. First of all, even as we do a show, which this is going to be a very meta moment. I I. Don't like that there are anonymous shows that I see clips from all the time because somebody's <laughs> something wild out of pocket or some exchange is <laughs> happening and it's a person I don't know usually and they're saying the most like violating thing that they can because Crazy. that's going to yeah. put them on the map and so I saw this podcast clip and I don't I don't know again the name of the show right. but the the thrust of the clip is that the there are men and women in a room and the <laughs> women say or the woman who's speaking on camera says well I asked him did he go to lunch with Adam or such and such Adam and Tony and he goes neither knowing that I want him to say who he went to lunch with and then the guys chime in really emphatically like but that's not what you asked you didn't ask Mm -hmm. whether I who I went to lunch with you asked if I went to lunch with Adam and Tony and I said neither and I think that then kind of explodes into this discussion and conversation about like, so why don't women say what they want to say? and then why why don't why men gotta be slick? So I wanted to get your take, because I know you saw that clip. I know that clip this sort of discussion. So I wanted to understand like who should be asking what in that situation and who whose side do you do you fall on with this one?
1: So I side with the man. Okay. Because you need to be asking the question that you want the answer to, mm. and and here here's the problem with both of them. Um, I think she's immature. She's very childish, yes. and she wasn't asking the direct question. And she was just looking to pick a fight, right? But at mm. the same time, at the same time, he also knows who he's dating, right? So he knows uh, what what her her triggers are. Mm-hmm. He knows how she will respond to certain things. Mm-hmm. He knew that that would be a fight moment in that case. Right. So you either just directly ask her to ask the question, which is probably gonna result into a fight, or I suppose you just acquiesce and just kind of just give the person what they want. But again, that's kind of like just giving it, like, I think what he tried to do is he tried to correct bad behavior by right, 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 by trying to make her be more yeah, direct. And-
0: exactly, like emulating the behavior he wanted, but n- knowing that the person you're with is not gonna, she's not on that side not
1: there. She's not emotionally mature enough to just, you know, not be passive aggressive about it and you know, not to just pick a fight about something that just is just so unnecessary. I just, I just don't get it. So um I, I don't like that he did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously she has some work to do herself. If yeah. everything has to be something that's so contentious, like why can't you just ask the question? Like, why do you even care? Like, I don't know, like I don't care about stuff like that. I'm not gonna ask nobody who did you go to lunch with if you decide to tell me you went to lunch today you went with so-and-so then Mm. that's something that you bring up in the conversation but i don't care what he's like i mean you know what
0: i think it it really depends on your relationship so i'll I'll say this i i in this debate i side with no one like although (laughs) although i endorse for my relationship standards to include direct address And, and I don't, I don't deal well with passive aggression. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just be, I take that to, let's be aggressive, aggressive. Like if if it's passive aggressive, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to it and greet that with aggressive, aggressive, which doesn't do the right things. Right. That's not harmonious, right. That's not cooperative. So I think that what it comes down to is, are we having a good faith discussion that is undergirded by trust? if we're having a good faith discussion which is i define as i don't mean you harm and you don't mean me harm right mm-hmm. so if you're asking who i went to lunch with and the context of our relationship is i don't be telling you stuff i don't I, and and that upsets <laughs> you if if you are asking me that in that right. context and mm-hmm. and i then say i then choose to omit who i went to lunch with that is I feel like an act of aggression as well. Like the omission is. can be an act of yes. aggression, right? That's, that's
1: why I said he didn't need to do it that way either because right. he was, again, you're trying to correct her behavior and she's not stupid, she's just immature.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot would be solved and this is, I'm gonna go into a little bit of like therapy speak. The main thing here is name the feeling before you ask the question. And that that is a strategy that a lot of couples therapists will use okay. to make sure that things don't escalate into fights because of hidden feelings underneath the question. So mm. if she named the feeling and said, hey, you know what? I'm feeling really unsure or I'm feeling really confused about how you've been moving lately. So can you tell me like who you went to lunch with? Because I just it would it would give me a sense of assurance or if he were to say you know when you ask me that question i kind of get like a little defensive because i i don't think it really matters who i mm-hmm. went to lunch with so it's it's like name the feeling so that you avoid this kind of explosive like well you should have asked it like that or you sh- you shouldn't even care right. where i like just Let's talk about what the issue is, right? Because that's the passive aggression, right? Is that there's a, a whole other feeling, a whole other set of circumstances that went into you even asking that mm-hmm. question and that go into that exchange after it. And I feel like neither party or parties in that case, because there's multiple couples in that room,
1: mm-hmm. they're not
0: acknowledging that, hey, this comes with context. So if you have a very trusting relationship and you're like, hey, um, uh, did you go see Adam and Tony? No, I ain't see them. And you have a trusting relationship, and none of that is is material to what happens in your relationship. Goes in. That that exchange ends right there.
1: Then, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
0: But if you have a relationship that is untrusting, and that there and there are gaps in information that's causing this uncertainty with people, then it might be like, hey, I think it's relevant where you were because I don't know if you are always honest with me.
1: But if you have a relationship that's untrusting and there's gaps and things like that, why do you have a relationship?
0: Yeah. Well, hey, look, you got you got to <laughs> so learn that's somehow. Sense. You gotta learn somehow you know what i'm saying like I, I i've been tossed out a few relationships because i was like out. i was like i wasn't i wasn't at lunch with nobody i wasn't i wasn't, I was home i wasn't i ain't, go i ain't eat lunch i don't eat I, I i'll say whatever you know what i'm saying there was a point where i would really say literally whatever like oh, oh my god who, like who, who's you who's at lunch with i don't eat i stop eating i'm on a diet like That's i would reckless say,
1: nonsense
0: yeah, crazy shit and 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 i've been in relationships with people who also were like Oh yeah. Like I was in a yoga class and came back with like wine on their breath and like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Getting texts from the other boo. So I think it just depends on the, like you said, the maturity level. Right. And then also the style of relationship you have. If you, I, I think one of the things that kind of bothered me about the clip is like, there's this thing called, cause I actually don't think monogamy is bad. I think what works for you works for you no matter what yeah, I don't I don't think that so, yeah matter. whatever
1: works like I literally just I'm just right. on that yeah
0: but there is toxic monogamy sure. and I think toxic monogamy has just like it has passive aggression it has all these unspoken and unwritten rules mm-hmm. right like okay you can only be out with your homegirls for so long or don't be you, out with you, your you, boys
1: or you can no longer have friends of the or you sex. can't have
0: friends of the yeah. opposite sex right like just crazy yeah. like these unspoken mm-hmm. rules that unfortunately on social media people will with their whole chest defend these (laughs) completely nutso rules for people and i'm like how how did we get here
1: or i'm not even like a check-in type like i don't need the good mornings i don't need like these like that's just not like i don't I speak with purpose, you know. So mm. I don't need the formalities and the "Hey, what's going on?" Like, don't don't text me like sweet. You don't like you not... don't
0: like your grand rising.
1: You don't like your don't grand, know my rising, grand queen? rising queens. No, <laughs> <laughs> not a grand rising queen. Get out of my. Actually, you know it's so funny because if you grand rising queen me, I literally just will not respond.
0: Yo, I honestly though, like I saw a, a post the other day that just like it really hit me where it hurt. But it's like if you stop sending me memes, it's over. Like if, if the relationship has gotten to the point where we can no longer send each other funny memes or like, it's been like days, like, let's say that, you know, we have a good rapport, we communicate, blah, blah, blah. But it's like the memes are what shows me like we're in a positive space. And if it's been days, weeks since you sent me memes and it's like, Radio silence, no replies. I'm like, okay, so this one's over. Like, this is yeah. No, I, I can I can agree
1: with that. Yeah, because memes are just very lighthearted. It's just goofy. it Doesn't require a conversation. It's just like, hey, have a laugh. You know, right. I've exactly. got group chats where literally all we do is send memes all day.
0: Exactly right. It's just you know, we don't get. Like I don't, don't know them.
1: what. Yeah, I, I don't know what their day to days consist of. They don't know what my day to days consist of. Right. Not none of us really care, but we care about each other. But right. the parameters of a relationship are such that we're not here like dumping our emotional, you know issues or whatever or our pain we're not even talking about like what we have for breakfast it's just like me 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 but these are people that are very valuable and important to me
0: oh absolutely i think the one thing that really bothered me too to get back to this that podcast discussion the anonymous podcast um (laughs) is it felt like when i read the replies that women were like oh no of course like of course you should answer the phantom question like it, it seemed like so many women were taking up for that point of view. That yeah. And I just I don't know, I think regardless of gender I would think that was absurd.
1: I think that's absurd for yeah, regardless of gender and I just think it just promotes poor behaviors. Right. Like like what are we even saying? Like how, you know, how how fragile are we or what are we used to? Like what what kind of Like it's very unfortunate because that's a reaction to I guess certain kind of abuses that people are used mm-hmm. to. if you're even even normalizing something like that like why are you kind of like giving your your um your partner like the rundown on some like yo like you know tell me what you did today you know who was with with okay good just making sure because like what
0: right right it's
1: all that like what are we even doing and why are we doing it
0: right right i i don't i don't think there's really i don't think that can be sustained over time
1: not not yeah that's very hard to live with um i don't think those kinds of behaviors like if you're that insecure um That's not something that gets corrected overnight, you know, and and that's that's certainly not something that I could deal with as my new kind of normal like that just that just would not that would not work for me.
0: Well, what's crazy is when you have the gallery of girlfriends who are going to back up that behavior and then and then the thousands of social media accounts. We're going to back up that behavior like that is the part of it that I really don't understand. And on both sides, too. Like I like I said, I'm not I'm not siding with the guy here. I'm not siding with Mm -hmm. the woman. I think they're deeply flawed things about each of their approaches. But it Mm -hmm. seems like almost like people were fighting tooth and nail for their Mm -hmm. gender in that exchange. And I was just like, boys, I don't know if this is one to be proud of that, that he's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to be literal, like letter of the law. Like yeah, you didn't yeah. ask me Cause, what cause time. He, he, knew,
1: he knew how she was going to react to that. That, that was right. my problem with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And I also like, you know, again, operate in good faith, you know, your your woman, you mm-hmm. know, your partner, if you know, there are things that upset her, don't do things that, that upset her. You know what i'm saying like back. don't don't compromise yourself don't compromise who you are you, you don't necessarily have to but don't do things to intentionally upset her like stonewalling on an answer that you could very easily give assuming mm-hmm. there's no you know like things going on that you don't want to report about that that you wouldn't be proud of
1: i think to your point like um that's a great point like it kind of goes back to like some of the stuff that we talked about in the past like in terms of like this idea of like winning So like, Mm -hmm. there's definitely like opportunities where it's like, listen, just give the person what they want. Let's just get out of this. And, but there has to be a point where sometimes you, you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. Listen, I went to lunch with Jerry. All right. Like, that's just what it was. And you just, they let it go. But then you start to see that, like, it becomes like a person like that is looking for an issue. They yes. probably have the kind of personality where they're looking for some level of chaos on some level. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's just going to keep escalating from there. First, it was lunch. Now it's dinner. Now it's like a 3 a.m. phone call. Where are you at? It's like, dude, I was in bed sleep. Where would I be?
0: It's But here's the thing. I think it's like the Kim and Kanye thing we talked about where some relationships underneath the, the surface level, they want that drama
1: they, that's, that's, they exactly. drive
0: like that's you know, the passion and the romance for some people is the dysfunction is, yeah, is no, that's finding true. ways to to kind of like trick each other and compete and win and like that ends up being what a lot of couples are and not even consciously knowing that
1: yeah I mean and um, you know I, I've talked to friends who like go through phones and like go mm. through phones to cuss out people and call mm. the girls and the text messages and all that and it's just like why are you so invested in that aspect right. of it as opposed to just like being invested in your own happiness like if this right. is what this person is doing to you and it's a violation of the agreement then just i mean just i mean either since you're agreeing to it then either be non-monogamous right. or leave
0: and also there's some truths that shouldn't be told right like so mm-hmm. I, I, that's another thing that's been that's happening for clout on social media which is like the the proud i'm exposing going through phones like why are you proud of that like that's that's not a behavior that's not like oh look i'm i'm Columbo now like i'm csi i did it like i don't think that's something that you want to start uh celebrating in relationship life and relationship world and i don't know i think it there things get a little screwy when people default, just defend their gender's behaviors. Yeah, because yeah. there are some behaviors across the board, especially with toxic monogamy, that are wrong, that that don't promote harmony, that don't promote mm-hmm. that good faith kind of discussion and cooperation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That brings me to mm-hmm. our most rowdy rowdy. This is like bowdy, bowdy, rowdy, rowdy clip of probably like the last month, which was the Spirit mm-hmm. Airlines fight. I know you saw that fight
1: oh yeah i saw that fight several times over.
0: first of all over spirit like
1: yeah like why yeah first of all you, <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> you already spent like triple over your ticket because you gotta right. probably check in your your purse you gotta you know they're
0: making people buy seats on spirit yeah. they, like after you already got your ticket you gotta buy your seat you gotta
1: buy spirit is reckless man i, I flew spirit once to jamaica and i didn't know that you like i don't know my carry-on I was supposed to like have did it online or something like that Mm -hmm. so they literally charged me for my carry-on for each segment because i went to i went from um, new york to jamaica i'm sorry new york to miami to jamaica so each segment i had to pay for the carry-on it was just some Uh, wild stuff just because i just didn't do it procedurally i'd never flown the airlines i didn't know
0: yo and like the spirit airline look whatever is like the least amount of plane you need That's what spirit is rocking with. Cause like I I flew spirit to the West Coast, flew spirit to LA like three years ago. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the most horrifying ever taken in an airplane. Like I was just like, yo, do we trust that? Like, that we're going to live through this? Like, I wasn't really sure. Cause I'm not the most, uh, confident flyer but i also travel a lot like I, right. I, I i'll you know i'll take my dramamine or do my little meditation or whatever yeah and usually it's like after that moment of takeoff i'm good but with spirit it was like nah this is it for me g like i i lived a good life
1: it is just it's not comfortable there's a lot of tacked on fees there's yes. a lot of uncertainty and it's just it's just not and it's not even the greatest customer service necessarily so actually even though I think that the woman behaved while reckless, I can only but imagine, like, what his attitude towards her, based on my experiences with mm-hmm. the spirit, he may not have been the most friendly person either. I don't know.
0: Well, this goes to the social media without context, so the breakdown, the tail of the tape. So, when we drop into this conflict, one thing I notice is that it's already underway. Because, like, obviously, yeah, people, yeah. Don't, people <laughs> don't hit the record button on their phone until the smoke is already, yeah you know what I mean? It's, it's already accumulating, so... The first thing you see is she is she is yelling and she's up against him in you this have place. Lost your mind. Don't touch me ever in your life. You touched me first and then you got in my face. Don't ever invade Get my face. out of my face! No, I'm not.
1: It's all You're on You touched me.
0: I remember very clearly what he's saying as the video opens which is mm-hmm. you're in my personal space get out yeah. of my personal space right he's that's saying that's a that's
1: a that's a valid cool. ass but you, but in, you my hear- person- in my personal space you're what? in my personal yes. space
0: I'm stay out of my personal space right mm-hmm. and and but here's here's the issue though i had with that because if we're really breaking it down Right when you talk about personal space, you tell people Mm -hmm. to get out of your personal space. You can't be like up against them saying that. Like, (laughs) and also, my G, you at work, bro. Like, I know I know that somebody is violating you, but you are at work at Spirit Mm -hmm. Airlines, where you already know any kind of customer service job at Spirit is going to be stressful. You're gonna be stressed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because like people already are getting the raw deal, but you're at work. I don't know about you, but if I'm at work and Working retail is hard. Working customer
1: I've I've worked hard. in retail before for many, 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 many years. And multiply
0: I, that by a thousand if you're an airline yeah. customer service. Yes.
1: People right? are just unhinged when it comes to oh, the absolutely. airport. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So I don't think that even though he was making a reasonable demand verbally, I don't think his body was making that same kind of statement. Like I think okay. he was he was just as much chest chest to That's chest with her. You Mm -hmm. know, right. And I was like, that's not giving what you think it's giving. (laughs) Like, that's not giving I need personal space. That's giving I'm going to take space here Mm -hmm. physically. Right. So Mm -hmm. although I my immediate mental reaction to his words were word. Yeah. Get out of his face. As I watched the video, I was like, but my guy, you're not necessarily avoiding conflict here
1: right yeah no he was he was giving it he was giving a little something back but then yeah. things took a turn for the yes. absolute worst
0: yes absolutely so
1: and yeah
0: go ahead he, he, the, someone gets between them as she she has done a couple like little shove moves so there yeah there she's up against him a, a couple different times when he's asking for his personal space someone gets between them and then she does a couple shoves and then she hits him she she actually hits him but she hits him, and this is the worst kind of cowardly way to set off a fight when you yeah. hit somebody when somebody's between y'all. Like that is yeah, the moment you use yeah. to yeah. hit somebody. Like that is the worst, most cowardly way to initiate a fight.
1: She knew what she was doing.
0: She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. And that like now again, that personally would annoy me. That personally would violate me, right? But I also feel like I have a little bit of a code, and I I know what a cowardly fighter looks like,
1: right? Mm, mm. So I don't know
0: if I'm going to go hard after a cowardly fighter, you know what I mean? Because a cowardly fighter is probably not a threat to me in the same way. Now, that's not to say that he can't do what makes him feel safe, but I personally am not going to go after a cowardly fighter.
1: Well, I, I'm gonna say this: um, safety or not, whether or not he was necessarily in fear or what have you, mm-hmm. you put your hands on somebody, it's all bets off, man. All bets are off. That's I right. believe he should have smacked the shit out of her, and right. he should have whooped her ass.
0: Well, look, he gets a good blow off, and I mean, this is a, a good one. So should've there's another, more. there's another turn because I'm like, I'm not the the biggest NFL watcher, but yo, the way he came off that line. He, like, he looked like a defensive lineman. He, he pushed, rolled, he spun, mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. caught a spin move and he got the right cross. So he has some paws on him and he has kind of some quickness. I feel like people underestimate how big dudes might be quick in a short space.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah I don't I don't I don't put anything past anybody big dudes short dudes small dudes if somebody mm. knows you know how to be quick and how to how to fight even oh, I'm not I'm not yeah I can't I can't size somebody up just by looking at them I don't I don't right do right that. I but I also don't, I would not have somebody trying to a good Samaritan. In this particular case, I think that dude really, really, really wanted just, he, he knew that where this was going and he knew it was not going anywhere good. He mm-hmm. got between them to try to stop the fight, to try to deescalate the situation. And when she let that cheap shot off though, it's like.
0: So here, here's my other gripe about the good Samaritans in this case. Mm-hmm. And I, I, although I understand it from, from a certain point of view, this is the, the part where I also kind of like diverge because the same way, I'll say that um, homeboy could have he could have probably dereg- deregulated he, he could have regulated himself in the beginning mm. and, and yeah. been like if you want the personal space, back out of this situation. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That would have been a re- really great bet for him. But the other point where I feel like I, I'm on his side is I noticed that the dudes who entered to deescalate or break them up were really trying to de-escalate him and trying to I noticed him.
1: that too exactly That's right a great and,
0: and and one he's the black man in the situation no matter yeah. what you might think about people the black man in the situation um and I think we learned this from the, the Chris Rock Will Smith shit we have yeah. to restrain ourselves so much more than most people imagine absolutely mm-hmm. and then the, the way that they responded to him was as if He could not control himself. And I'm like, let's just keep the energy for for her to, like if we're trying to de-escalate, let's try to get both people away from each other rather than pushing him to get out of this because
1: situation. there was a another an, it's so interesting too, because there's another dude that comes in like, yo, if you're gonna hit hit a woman, hit right, me. Right, right, but right. that dude I noticed didn't want no smoke because he knew that dude was bigger than him and he was good, yeah. he would have whipped his ass too. yeah. So he was yeah. kind of just he was just kind of posturing and acting like he was gonna do something. Right. But he was just acting because he didn't do anything to, like nothing. he really wasn't doing nothing. The nothing. other guy again, so you're right. I think that this would have went a lot better if maybe two people had come in and really just Physically kind of moved her out the way, not in an aggressive way, but just spaced it out and yes. just spaced them out. So, they, you needed two people to do this job? This was yes. this is not a one man job. Yes. And then we just would not have. We wouldn't even need the footage, and, or this wouldn't have gotten to to where it's gotten to. But right. um, you know, I'm. I listen. I still see even with with the with little context. Um, you know, there's listen. It's a, it's an airport. So if you catch a charge in the airport, that's a fed charge. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You so know,
1: you can't be fighting. Do you in think the he's airport. gonna
0: catch a charge off that.
1: Well, this no. Spirit? they he see now i've never worked for an airline although i listen let me tell you something again i told you about the jobs that i want to do another one of the jobs i've always wanted and i have applied so many times in my life was flight attendant i want to be like um, oxygen is flowing so put your mask on but make sure you put your you'd mask actually on be a
0: really disorder. good flight attendant
1: I, like. I would love to yeah, i would even wear a, a, a pencil skirt I don't just want to hand people biscoff cookies. I want to smile yeah. at them. No shade to I flight
0: see- attendants, but I feel like it's a little below your pay grade. Like I feel like they don't pay <laughs> you what you would deserve as a flight attendant. I'll be
1: so happy. And like, how's everybody doing on this flight? I would just, oh my God, I wish I could just be a flight attendant for a day.
0: Yo, yeah, well, maybe we get an airline sponsor. Let's get let's get <laughs> spirit in here. Let's get spirit in here. <laughs> spirit to to come go on and there. give let's back to the community. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Give back to the community, be a sponsor on the podcast give some promotional codes out. Let's start to repair this relationship between Spirit and, and the people of the world.
1: And that would make my entire year, I would even be an, a flight attendant on Spirit, even though, do they even serve anything besides like peanuts and, and little mini <laughs> bottles of water? <laughs> they serve
0: be serving hot air on Spirit. And don't, and,
1: don't, and don't they charge you?
0: Yeah, exactly. That too? exactly. Yeah, that's,
1: that's wild. No, that'd, you got to ride right. with
0: the oxygen mask on Spirit. You got to <laughs> make
1: sure. So, I mean, yeah, but I, you know, I don't... Uh, I don't condone any of this, really, ultimately, because it yeah. should have never got to that point. I mean, the onus is really on the employee to know, you know, again, people are really, really wild in airports. I've seen yes. things in airports, you know, just within the pandemic space. Mm-hmm. that You know, there's an intensity to, to travel right now where people yes. are just, they're really just kind of worked up, you know? So um, there's all kinds of incidents. I mean...
0: Oh, you saw the one where um the airline employee, I think he might have been a baggage handler. Mm-hmm. And he had to he had to knock a dude out and and it was it was very clear because the dude was getting very aggressive about what happened to his bag so again a very stressed agitated person was Mm -hmm. confronting um an airline employee and the airline employee and in this case i feel like he was much more justified in terms of how it escalated because again the dude initiated contact Mm. he was being violent and aggressive the entire time and it was like this was like I don't, I'm not the person at the desk who makes sure you have your ticket. Like I'm literally a baggage handler. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not so, have interfacing yeah. with customers yeah. and you're coming at me wild aggressive. And I don't yeah. know about who you know in your life who are like airline employees of that ilk of like baggage handlers who aren't front facing. But usually they're coming from backgrounds where it's like, nah, gee, Like you know not want I, I know it's not. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, they're not you know customer I'm saying? service. They're not necessarily friendly. It's just a it's a means to an end. They're just getting right. the job done. Right. Yeah, they're, Definitely, usually I I have known baggage handlers, and you're correct. They're yeah. not the kind of people that even want to get the talking, and they'll usually have like right. yeah, zoned right. out, just doing the job. That's so. Okay. So he
0: had to cold cock him, and that dude, you know, that dude end up like knocked out off of, wow. you know. If I, I understand the fresh, everybody has lost a bag. If you've if you've traveled with any airline and, and oh, any, it's happened to me before? I don't care. I don't care what class. I don't care if you have points. If you're in business, mm-hmm. if you're in economy, like every airline, if you have traveled even semi-frequently, is going to lose your luggage. And so taking it up with the baggage handler is like, come on, bro. Like this Mm -hmm. is, this is a much larger system than this one person who's trying to like, just get bags off a conveyor belt and make sure that he's trying to do his job so that this doesn't happen to another person. right? And you coming Mm -hmm. at him because of your individual bag. So you're right. Those airline situations are always highly stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think, the thing that I noticed about this with the um, position of the Spirit Airlines employee, which is, again, I'm com- I'm coming down on the side of neither in this case, because I just feel like, yes, when you put your hands on someone, all bets are off, but I don't, as, again, a human, a man who's stronger than a woman who would be smaller than me, I just don't know if there's a situation where i'm gonna strike mm-hmm. you know i think i think it's a difference between um defensive stances getting somebody oh, off
1: you okay. getting so out went, of somebody's okay.
0: space and striking mm-hmm. someone right so mm-hmm. I, I i definitely hear you on the all bets are off point i hear you on that but i know i personally again my own personal way of handling this situation is like i'm either diffusing and also where's your coworkers, bro like Where's that co worker yeah, that,
1: that? yeah, why would, yeah, that's why why gonna be like, left? yo,
0: like it's not worth it. Like, yeah, who?
1: yeah, somebody that knows them or just like they just kind of left them. Like, why would only one person be in the terminal? Like, yeah, that, then the gate that just that does sound strange, right?
0: Yeah, that's like, when is
1: there ever just one person? So then, where was everybody? Why right. And
0: it's also, also like part? it makes me think, and this is just a theory, it's a speculation, but like maybe people knew you had that kind of temper and you was gonna get caught out there and they were like, oh, that's Joe. He don't
1: yeah could you, be, you yeah, could be, could be act, a series but... yeah it could be a series of incidents some people just are right. not built for that kind of work but i was going to say this really quick um you know from having worked in real t- retail like i remember like you know sometimes retail like give you like these corporate trainings and they're like these sort of little webinars or whatever and you just yeah, yeah. click through you know fill out some little multiple mm-hmm. choice but one of the things i remember in a in a like a robbery training from my, my last retail job as i'm going through everything is they said like literally it said in the slide and it used to crack me up this is like a yearly training and it would say when all else fails fight and that was basically to yes it was this is a fortune 500 company that i had worked wow. for and they were just like yeah like you have to if you have to fight if this person's aggressing you if you're in a situation where you just need to like this is justified wow. but again it's it's not like just fight somebody it's more so like if somebody hits you so in this wow. case what i saw was that the man was suspended mm. so i think just maybe just in context of looking at the cameras from mm-hmm. not just the, the passenger point of view, but right. looking at the cameras from what is actually in the airport, there may right. have been some validity to whatever he felt was, was going on there. But sure. to your point, though, there's another point I wanted to make that um, I saw the guy get interviewed that actually captured the footage. And I really? think he said he was like grabbing a snack and he saw the commotion. But it just so happens that that man is a professional photographer. And I just I just I was just so like kind of tickled by that detail. That's you great. know, so that's probably why he was kind of like really in and just capturing, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, um, you know, he caught all the, the emotion too, like he caught he everything in it, is. yeah, yeah. So, uh, there, there's some credit to be given to that man for um knowing exactly what to capture and not having a shaky camera, you know, or um, being out of. Focus. Oh, shout out
0: to him, shout out to him for catching one of the most epic moments in social media <laughs> fights this year. Uh, um, <laughs> yo, it's crazy that you should say that like when all else fails, fight because I remember I was also at like a, a major media company and we mm-hmm. did actors. Shooter drills, and in our active shooter drill, they said a similar thing that like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you're in a corner, it was like, yo, try to go after this person, Mm -hmm. try to try to debilitate him or or disable that person. And I was just like, yo, this is wild times, yo. This is actually real wild times where they're telling you, yo, like the world is crazy out here. You might have to fight somebody. Like, there's no other recourse.
1: And and no, you're right. And 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 I, yeah, it it would also be included in active shooter drills um, for us too. And I was just thinking like, you know, in a moment like that, do you recall your training? Like, let me try to wrestle the gun out of this man's hand. No, like, you what can't. are we talking? What are we?
0: You can't, you can't. Yeah. Then look, I- I'm just going to tell people there's no job or training <laughs> worth it. So just like do what you have to do to keep yourself good. Because like if what you have to do to keep yourself good is get out of that situation. Great. If you have to shove a person to the ground, if you have to call a cop, just get out. do any of those things if it keeps you good.
1: Yeah, but don't worry about no goods. Your life is important, not whatever they got. All that stuff is insured.
0: Exactly. This has been unhinged, episode twelve. So great to see you, Koku. It's
1: great to see you too. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Thanks for checking out the Unhinged podcast with Koku Puff and Drew Brees. If you like what you see, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell.